I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Juliette Sali. And I am Tessa Rosilia. Thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. And Tessa, let's check in on the markets because it hasn't been a good day for investors. And we knew that was going to be the case when we woke up and saw the weakness coming through on global markets. So really these concerns about the escalation continuing in the Middle East, that tit for tat over the horrific bombing of a Gaza hospital and just weighing into these geopolitical concerns and worries about whether or not diplomatic efforts to really try and bring an impasse are actually going to work. We also had some local jobs data released, which we'll get to in a moment, but it does look like we've closed at the lows of the day, down by 1.4%, and the ASX 200 closing below that uh, 7,000 point level, Tessa, it it was down 1.5%. Yeah, and all 11 sectors are lower today. And as you say, it's all about the uncertainty brought about by the Middle East. Interestingly, yesterday we saw some calm, but I think we're going to see this this up and down for a little bit. Absolutely. Let's have a look at the sectors because I think just looking at your screen, they're all in the red. red. Um, Fortescue had a bit of a pop, still some interest there in some of those iron ore players, but the big ones, BHB, Rio, both down by about 2%. There's always a bit of a flight to gold. So let's have a look at what they did. The gold stocks today. Let's there you go. Newcrest Mining, Northern Star Evolution Mining, and Regis registering a positive today. And Perseus Mining, they're down. And yes, it is. Um, we're going to talk about the stock of today later on, but it is in that sphere of gold as it's one of the assets that I think just continues to be a safe haven flight asset in moments like this. Absolutely. And Gary Glover was on the trade today saying, look, this is this is almost gold's, mar- gold's moment to shine. Um, and then I also had the alternative investment uh, guest on earlier saying, they're basically saying bonds and gold is where you want to be at the moment. All right, let's have a look at the banks. Speaking of rates, uh, they were all lower today. Combat down one and a half percent. Macquarie Group was the laggard there off by about three percent. And when it comes to the retail space, Let's have a look at that. West Farmers there, JB Hi-Fi down 1.7, 1.13. The only one we see in the green there is Harvey Norman, really. I think, again, this is the broad sell, broad-based sell-off that we're seeing um, across the board this afternoon. And if we look at the energy space... Yep, uh, energy was also in the red. I think we were off in terms of about one uh, percent as well on that. And so. We also had a lot of the quarterly reports today. Yeah, in the energy sector. So Santa's out today with uh, their quarterly report. They had a rise in the third quarter revenue, but it was a fall from a year earlier. So seeing all in the red on that list there for our energy sector. Yeah, and so when it comes to, you know, what really caught our eye in terms of the key themes for today, it really was this broad sell-off. But we've also got to talk about the job starter because, Tessa, this is just showing how tight the jobs market is. And what I think is interesting, given both you and I are part-time, is the pickup in part-time workers. So nearly 40,000 full-time jobs lost. Unemployment, though, at these very tight levels of 3.6%, so down from 3.6%. 
0.7%, really giving a conundrum to Michelle Bullock in terms of whether or not what to do, whether yeah. to weigh, whether do you weigh a part time the part time employment data equally to the full time data. But also, I think as we kept saying today, it was unexpected. Last we saw the minutes of the RBA mm. um, meet, meeting last month, and we saw there were speculation that okay, probably they will be holding. But I think a lot of the guests that we had today said okay, there's probably one more in the pipeline mm. by the end of the year. And uh, the, the biggest data point I think that we're waiting on is the CPI next week. So yeah. we'll see. We'll have a better idea of whether this stickiness that we saw in jobs today mm. will hold. Yeah, and indeed, of course, it's all going in to the bond sell-off as well. So those yields spiking, I think the yield on the US 10-year was at a multi-year high. So we're continuing to watch that very closely as well. Let's have a look in terms of some of the top corporate stories. We did mention a couple of them, but Qantas was very much in focus closing down by 2.3%. It finally terminated its proposed takeover of Alliance Aviation more than six months after the ACCC knocked back the proposal. Yeah, and we saw uh, Telix Pharmaceuticals there down by 11.5%. That is following preliminary results from a prostate cancer trial, which you've been talking about all day today, Jules. Quite yeah, a big jump and I dive there, that is. That was the, the intraday, but closing, it looks like, off by 10% to $9.20. We bit Nano uh, up by a about seven and a half percent on the close. The company signed a commercial agreement with the chip foundry DB High Tech, which I believe is uh, a company based in South Korea, and it has annual revenue of more than two billion dollars. Yes, and we're looking at net wealth. It was out with quarterly results today. It's seven point two percent lower, and the wealth management uh, company said outflows in September were at elevated levels. But if we look at the stock price now, it's down by six point eighty seven percent. They did post an increase of about. 1.7 billion to funds under administration today but uh, again the outflows really weighing in on that stock price today yep so closing off by as you say 6.9 percent or so on perpetual down almost two percent on the close twenty dollars 2020 it at uh, twenty excuse me it held its AGM all right so let's get to our stock of the day today we're saying it is in the gold space it is northern star resources take a look On yields like it's hard for me to see um, gold outperforming when you can get such a good return on capital now in a risk-free way uh, so um, yeah I'd probably be a sell maybe a hold I mean you look at that Northern Star chart same price as it was five years ago hasn't done a great deal uh, the main update was that they had these uh, major shutdowns on, on three of their plants and they've surprised them well they've, they've uh, you know positively surprised the market to say that that's gone better than expected however they're not up and running yet so a lot of their uh, production and guidance is, is weighted towards that second half once those uh, centers and, 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 and mines get back up and running it's good for them long term because it increases their output but uh, yeah a lot of uncertainty in terms of you know being able to get that back online and uh, you know really meet their own guidance with a strong second half so um, yeah I'd happily be a trim or, or a sell of Northern Star at these levels. Stock of the day. Let's get now to our guest and joining the COB is Mark Gardner from MPC Markets. Good to see you, Mark. I just wanted to get your take on that very uh, interesting jobs data that shows a very tight jobs market still. 
Yeah, we've seen that continued uh, tightness in the jobs market there. Um, obviously, the unemployment rate dropping. Uh, participation rate was a bit of an issue there as well. So there's a little bit for both sides there. The, there's a bit there for the high for longer side. There's also a bit there for the, um, you know, for the, for the rate cut camp, I suppose. But um, overall, yeah, they're, it's still a, a really resilient strength in that uh, employment market. Yeah, and what's interesting, I was reading that one um, economist from KPMG was saying that the fall um, is not due to increased employment, but around 13,000 people had withdrawn from the labor force. And I think what's interesting is the nuance. You were talking about the nuance that the RBA will have to consider now. Um, do you think it's going to be, when the CPI data comes out next week, do you think that will sway it one way or the other? Uh, look, obviously, it's a, it's a really important uh, number. But I mean, uh, Michelle Bullock's uh, fireside chat yesterday um, was definitely one that we're, you know, they're taking into into consideration uh, the geopolitical shock potentially of having um, of of having uh, you know oil prices going back up again and uh, that causing second wind of inflation. So. I don't think they've necessarily made up their mind. There's a lot of moving parts for monetary policy, and I, I essentially sort of feel a little bit for the RBA with all these moving parts. But um, yeah, they're uh, yeah they're they're looking. Obviously, there was a consideration of a rate hike last month, which people didn't think was happening. So it's very data dependent. So CPI will be very important. Mark, let's talk about the overall mood in equity markets because when we look at the ASX 200 closing back below that 7,000 point level, which is always a bit of a psychological level, it's been such a range bound year for the market. We were kind of hoping that October might be when we saw a turnaround. These geopolitical tensions certainly giving more uh, impetus to sell. Yeah, they are. Look, I think the reaction really, I mean, if you look at gold and oil, there hasn't been that much of a market reaction out of the Gaza situation. Uh, realistically, I, I think, uh, you know, these bond yields rising up through really key critical levels, 22 year highs in the two year, obviously um, fresh highs since 2007 in the 10 year, and they just keep going. I think they've made fresh highs again today. Um, that the two things combined are really putting um, are really putting a lot of pressure on equity markets. So we've had a ten percent range this year. It's it um, we you, I think you have to be really cautious and careful of the downside um, if we break through. Uh, particularly as well, you know the magnificent seven have held us up all year. We've started to see um, cracks in Nvidia. Um, obviously, it's been down about four or five percent the last two couple of days. To, um, a break of uh, 14,500 in the NASDAQ is going to be pretty significant there as well. So I still think it warrants being a little bit cautious because I don't think you want to, you want to be, um, you know, just be, be being fully, out, fully allocated and, um, you know, and taking that risk. Uh, I think it's hopefully we get a Christmas rally, but I think, you know, it's only October. Um, we're probably a little bit too early to be calling that just yet. Yeah. So, Mark, when you're talking about um, being cautious, what does it mean in terms of when looking at assets? Because we're barometers of conflict and war. It is, is always, you know, gold, um, the dollar, uh, oil. And, and when you say take being cautious, is, is that taking a wait and see approach and just waiting for things to settle, essentially, rather than yeah. moving assets around? You've got you've got really good options in the healthcare sector at the moment, obviously, with this um 
sort of uh, very reactive move based on a Zempic and you're getting some of the better healthcare names, which are non-cyclical um, at very cheap prices already, uh, as well as consumer staples that have been fearful of El Nino. And obviously, there's a lot of fixed income um, options at the moment as well, either in ETFs or, um, um, you know, or high, you know, high interest rate uh, turn deposits and bank accounts and things. So, it's not going to kill you to be a little bit cautious and keep some cash on the sidelines just in case it breaks down. Um, and when we sort of start to get a little bit more clarity, look, if the central bank doesn't really have clarity and they're, they're data dependent, I don't think you can be arrogant enough to, to think that you uh, can just see past all this and, and know what's going to happen. So you get paid to get be on the sidelines these days with uh, interest rates being a little bit higher. It's probably something to take advantage of. Yeah, great insights, Mark, and a good point there. Mark Gardner from MPC Markets joining us on the COB. We thank you so much. All right, let's take a look, Tessa, at uh, what we've seen now. The market really has closed out in terms of some of these market leaders and laggards. Let's have a look. And uh, WeBit Nano, we've been talking about this. This is about, um, so pretty much the top performer here, up by 7.4% on the close. And it has signed a commercial agreement with DB High Tech in South Korea, which has basically allowed it to license its re-RAM to the South Korean company, so manufacturing some of Webit's embedded technology in their analog and power designs. And then, you know, Northern Star, as we mentioned, yeah. was our stock of the day. Yeah, well, stock of the day was um, its price had gone up. It, it reported total gold sales for the quarter of 369,000 ounces. That is down from 426,000 ounces in the prior quarter. Interestingly enough, it is in the green today. Now, the all-sustaining cost it was sold at is at 1,939 per ounce. So we can see a 360 increase there. And Bapcor coming back, of course, after the, the heavy sell-off. Let's look at the laggards now. Uh, TLX Pharmaceuticals, we've been mm. talking about this, diving following preliminary results from its prostate cancer trial. So it leads the laggards down 10% to $9.20. And then, of course, Net Wealth yep. as well. Yeah, Net Wealth, we've been talking about their funds under administration, 6.87% down there. Chalice Mining, Illumina and Alchem also in the laggards list. Having a look at the small end of town, uh, Melbana Energy up 14.3%. We've got Panoramic Resources, Aria Biosurgery and Magnetic Resources, Lindian Resources, all leading those gains with gains of around 10 to 14% today. And on the other end, the laggards of the smaller end of the market, Burgundy Mines down 8.33%, United Overseas Australia and Ansarada down by just over 7%, and Pan Continental Energy by 6.9%. Okay, let's have a look at what is happening overnight. We've got the initial jobless claims in the US, which is always key ahead of that uh, ADP report, uh, the existing home sales data as well. And the big one, Tessa, you know, I was talking about this with a couple of our guests, it's really going to be how Jay Powell is viewing uh, what's happening in the mm. Middle East and weighing that up with what the Fed is going to do next. No, absolutely. I think yeah, we will certainly be keeping a close eye on what Jerome Powell is saying. And of course, we continue our coverage of US earnings. Um, AT&T, Trust Financial Group among those uh, reporting overnight. Angelo Zeno is joining us tomorrow uh, from CFRA Research to talk about uh, what happens overnight in the US. And uh, let's have a look at what 
what is happening here Friday. We'll get the New Zealand trade balance for September. Some data out of uh, Japan too. I mean, never really any inflationary pressures there, but be interesting to see how that economy is holding up. Retail sales in the UK as well, and then a number of quarterly reports coming through. Absolutely. Keeping a close eye on what are released, not just in the quarterly reports, but in the AGMs of uh, several companies uh, tomorrow, including Event Hospitality, Entertainment and Worley. Um, you know, just to see, I think it, it, it does dictate where prices go, stock prices go on the day. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will see you for all of that tomorrow. But let's just have a quick look at the close out of the market. The SIBO 200 down 1.4%, the ASX 200 down 1.5% or 104 points, 69.72. We mentioned every sector in the red today and the ASX 200 back below that psychological 7,000 point level. Sorry, we don't have better news for you to no, round out the day. Well, there's still one day left in the week. Let's see how we go tomorrow. But indeed, um, set down utilities lower by 0.19% and all down the last five days. Yep. We also, before we wanted to go, let you know that uh, if commodity stocks are something you follow, you might want to check out an investor event we've got up coming soon. Market Intelligence presented by the team from ACY Securities. And that is a deep dive into the mining stock strategy for 2025. Yeah, they will be looking at the fundamental and technical indicators across a range of commodities that you might be interested in. Lithium, gold, iron ore, uranium, plus emerging opportunities in specific stocks. And if that is not enough, a limited number of Ausbiz subscribers will have the chance to attend the event live here in our studios at Barangaroo. Well, we'll really see you then if uh, you make <laughs> it to that list and we'll see you here. Yeah, and you can get more info and register, of course, at ausbiz.co slash intel. That is it from us. We'll see you tomorrow.